I have a Theragun now. <laughs> Listen, nobody has bought more into the physical therapy section of Amazon than Aaron. <laughs> I want to do a snake draft of therapeutic things Aaron has done. I have the number one pick. Mine's the thing she used to run around in the parking lot with to try to inflate it. <laughs> she also has that thing that's shaped like an S that has spikes on it that she rubs on her back. Yeah, okay. My next pick is the like stationary bike thing she used to pedal on. It would be like... <laughs> She's gonna fit while she worked. She also has the neck, the thing she she hung from the doorknob that yep. she could hang her neck on. That's a good one. I don't like this. <laughs> this is like an attack. Hello and welcome to episode number 474 of the podcast. I'm your host, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to the life of ADC. We're committed to educating you on things entertained but do not matter. To find out more about these syntactical pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Podcast, and we're on Twitter at PodcastPod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be doing Urban Dictionary podcast style. But before we do that... Have you, have you been, you know, at the beginning, I always say, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. Have you actually been to knoxandjamie.com? Because there's all kinds of goodness there. I mean, there's pretty pictures of us. There's all kinds of fun information about episodes. But there is a fantastic Green Lights archive. You can look and see Knox's Green Lights, my Green Lights. You can look up my TV show, movie, books, music, podcasts. Then you can go straight to the light and start watching, listening, or reading. Plus, there you can sign up for our newsletter, note for the audio just go to noxandjamie.com and like have a look around like see what see what we got going on ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, Jamie, uh, it's time to do podcast Urban Dictionary. I'm, I'm really excited uh, for this. And I feel like if people if people listen for a while, they might be like, wait, what, I don't understand. Urban, is this, what, what does this have to do with Urban Dictionary? Um, I think that's a great question. And I think... The best way to think about this is that over the course of, 
you know, 474 main feed episodes. I think I calculate over like 130 Bachelor Bachelorette episodes, 200 the more you knows. We're, we're honestly we're close to like a thousand total episodes. Okay, yeah. so uh, across a thousand ish episodes, um, a, a weird kind of dialect and vocabulary has emerged. Okay, and for people who've listened from day one, it's probably not a big deal, but that's such a minority of people. Uh, because we're always like welcoming new listeners to the party, we thought it would make sense to finally catch some people up and not just be saying weird things and not explaining them, even though I do think that's hilarious. We felt <laughs> like it was probably time to stop and be like, okay, this is what some of this stuff means. That's right. So we asked on social, we did a little poll in Instagram stories and said, what are some phrases or words that you feel like are very much us, that you hear a lot over and over again that you associate with us? And listen, over a thousand people replied and people had a lot of opinions. By the way, uh, something we won't discuss is how much I say the word listen. And here's the thing. I say yeah. it because I want you to listen. You know, I mean it's just everyone's so distracted. She wants you to listen. Why is that bad? <laughs> Why okay? is that bad? I just she could be saying the C word. She's not. She's just saying, she's asking no. you to listen. That's Thank it, you. man. Thank you. Well, let me just say this. Um, and I think probably we were a little uh, reticent about doing this episode because it feels a little indulgent, but I do think it's, I, I remember back in the day, I used to listen to Dan Patrick show. It was on ESPN radio and they had a producer named Phil and they called him the show killer. And oh, I never wow. found out why I didn't, I never knew why they didn't like Phil. Why, why did Phil kill the show? I thought it was a producer. Did something happen? Did not like each other? They never told me. And I've always felt like there's a hole in my heart from never having that knowledge. You never so, knew why. Yeah. So I think to this, so for that, if you're, if you're listening at home, you have a hole in your heart like that. This is where, even though it <laughs> does feel a little indulgent, we want to help fill that hole with your consent in your heart. I've, d- that sounds right. That feels, that's, that feels that's good. That's what she said. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Got it. So, all right. So Urban Dictionary, for those who don't know, you're missing out. It's really great. It's a crowdsourced online dictionary for slang words and phrases. Now, it was founded by a freshman in college in 1999, Aaron Peckham. He was a computer science major. He had already launched a spoof version of Ash Jeeves, but he received an infringement letter. Copyright corner. And uh, so he was like, okay, let me try again. And he started Urban Dictionary. Now, for the first five years, they didn't make a profit at all. Uh, but then, because a high court of justice in the UK used Urban Dictionary to ins- assist interpreting slang lyrics in a case involving two rappers, and that went all over the news, it ended up, they started making profit after that. What? pretty impressive. Listen, there are DMVs in multiple states that refer to Urban Dictionary when people apply for uh, personalized license plates. And a man, my favorite example is a man in Las Vegas was allowed to keep Ho, H-O-E, because he managed to convince the state of Nevada, Nevada, (laughs) with the use of Urban Dictionary that it meant Tahoe, as in the vehicle by Chevrolet. (laughs) So all y'all who are Ho moms, let me know if you're driving a Tahoe. Listen, I've got a, I've got a, I guess I got a Ho wife in that respect, but, um... (laughs) Well, okay, and Urban Dictionary was the first series that we ever created at the podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's the thing that we've repeated the most. We Our first episode was in July of 2014. It was the result of a tweet from Christina Charlotte who said, I would listen to an entire podcast where you and Knox read entries from Urban Dictionary, Education, and Hilarity. And since then, we've done 20 Urban Dictionary episodes. And fun fact, Urban Dictionary was the last episode we recorded before the lockdown in 2020. That is a fun fact. That's such a fun fact, Jamie. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) Thank you for reminding me. You know what the next episode was? The Nose of Sickness, because we were like, let's just keep it 
fun. Yeah, no, fun. I remember that meeting. Died. We were like, a million what if people died? That's fine. no. What if we steer into the skid though? You know, and and it's helpful if we do that. Okay, so a couple things. If yeah. you're listening to this, um, we have already done our uh, AUA for the week or for the month. Um, and Jamie and I have paid off our bets, right? Like you're, you're, you've paid off. No, your we bet. haven't done the AUA yet. Uh, is is the AUA not tomorrow? No, it's next <laughs> bro. Are you for real? What are you? <laughs> I was like, what kind of future are you? Listen, okay. you shouldn't try to do time jumps. Jason, keep this because people need to know I'm bad at calendars. That's me. Okay, so if there's ever a problem, it's on me. It's always okay. normally the second, the second Tuesday of the month. Okay, so next. But sometimes if, we change it. So if you're listening. Fair. We're doing it in the future. We got an AUA coming, <laughs> so we're paying off bets, right? Like I'm, I'm still a little stressed. I've gotten some DMs. People are like you don't, you can't like, eat here. You're not allowed are to eat. So here. upset about, and I'm like, he's not. You'll act like he is long hair to the the to his uh, tramp stamp yeah. on his lower back. He he's just gonna do a little clip 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 in a sandwich or something. I mean, I, I'm gonna navigate it. It'll be fine. You're gonna pay off your bet as well. I do think the next bet that I want to go ahead and just like you know, squat on a little bit is one of us having to get a vanity plate of the others choosing. I think that would be (laughs) absolutely not. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. Come on. It'd be hope for show or something. (laughs) Maybe we can do about where we make Aaron get a vanity plate. That's, that's the end game. That's what I want. Long term, long term. Well, okay. So some fun things that I have started using from our previous urban dictionary episodes, Hundo P, I used it in a text just like an hour ago. Hundo P, which means 100%. Passy Aggressi, we have a whole line of products with the term Passy Aggressi, mm-hmm. which is like a lighthearted way of saying passive aggressive. My favorite thing is everyone comments on the fact that our merch, that the Passy looks like what the French call Pousse. Ooh. And I think Pousse Aggressi is even better. Wow. Um, heavy yeah. T's and P's. Uh, soft launch. We talked about soft launch before everybody else was talking about soft launch. Not that we invented it, but it was on Urban Dictionary. Doom scrolling, speaking mm-hmm. cursive. Listen, nobody speaks cursive better than Aaron. So yeah, um, it's my favorite thing. So the, we've I've incorporated a lot of the things we've learned into my vernacular. And then I know that a lot of uh, listeners have taken our vocabulary and incorporated it into their own lives. Yeah, and, and I think this was a uh, illuminating but sobering exercise mm-hmm. because I realize I don't know if anyone ever knows what I'm talking about. You know, like I say a lot of things and I feel like a lot of people are just like, I don't understand what that means. So I don't know if anyone like even understands. And me, they're basically. not and they're not Googling. I have learned that our listeners are not into the Googling. They're yeah. just like, well, I'll never know. There's no way to know. I just thought everyone was Enneagram fives, but evidently the, <laughs> the only uh, numbers that Google are sevens and fives, uh, I guess, is or in, in image uh, search uh, or threes, uh, I guess, uh, Aaron has taught us. So, um, okay, so let's go ahead and get to some language here. We're going to, oh, some general terms that we want to explain. First up is how dare you. This is Jamie B. Golden Staple, I feel like. <laughs> how um, dare you? See, that's how you have to say it. I feel like it's that and let's do some lights. Like those are tent poles of the show, you yeah. know, just Aww. linguistically. And. Uh, it's funny because I, I guess it was last year we maybe it's earlier this year we released audio of our first ever episode um, uh, for our Patreon supporters I think you can still listen to that um, if you support us on Patreon but actually I, I would discourage that you don't want to listen to that it's really troubling <laughs> it was troubling for me to listen to um, and it's probably not a great audio experience um, but I just we discovered I, I said this in the first episode so I do feel like maybe we've changed roles I've become more offensive to you than originally you were offensive to me 
Does that well, feel fair? I, I, that feels fair because I think now you've just given up being offended by the yeah. things I say. Whereas yeah. I can, I stay, I stay on that wall of being offended by everything. Do you, you, do you think the tactic, have, have you changed to be like, I'm just going to blow on by this? Because when you say something absurd, I just kind of blow on by it now. I just drive on by, you know? Well, to be fair, when Terrence makes a video of like a clip of an episode, yeah. I will, then I do the captions for it and I'll be like, oh, that was funny. I didn't even hear him say that. <laughs> You're, you're, so I, you're I will like, be honest. I'm not always listening. That's fair. no. That's fair. you're like Marilyn Monroe's mom in the first part of Blonde <laughs> when she's just don't. driving through a wildfire. And I'm trying to I'm trying to understand. Ashley, did you hit play or did you skip ahead? Why are we in the middle of a wildfire in a Marilyn Monroe movie? Okay. Uh, up next is of course this is a vibe. Protect the vibe. So it is. It is the neon sign in our office. If you because I think that always can tell you like what's most important to uh, a millennial is what yeah. is the neon sign in their office. And so we have protect the vibe. <laughs> That's not cool, man. That was, it's it's true, but it's not cool. So ours is protect the vibe. Uh, I blame People Magazine and me being feelings repressed because I will often start recording with, hey, hey, y'all, did you see the story about the puppy in Wisconsin who tried to save the family parrot who was trying to save the cat when it fell in the pool? They all died. And y'all just do not enjoy that because you carry too much, like, sadness with you. I let it slide off of me. Like, I got Rain-X. But y'all, like, (laughs) you inhabit it. If Jason ever cut together right before we start recording, it'd be like three, two, one. Hey, did you guys hear about the molestation thing? The, it's always just right before we start. It's just right there. Um, uh, another term: title of your sex tape. That's something we said from time to time. This is even ours. Like we didn't come up with this. From where I understand, I always heard it from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Is that where you heard yes, it? Yes, no, that's kind where of I know it from. Okay, yes, for sure. And and uh, it feels very self-explanatory and very mansplaining. But I'm just going to read it like it is. Um, this is when someone <laughs> says something that can be like vaguely interpreted as a double entendre. So it's like the, I guess it's the it's not the forerunner. It's the anti-runner of that's what she said on the office. You yeah, know? no, for sure. Yeah, just because, like turn something funny into something sexual. Listen, my parents were helping me upholster a headboard. Uh-huh. And my mother says to my father, she was like, do you see the hole? Can you oh. feel it? Ooh, tell your sex tape. I know, I started laughing. And she's like, what? And I was like, uh, title your sex tape. She was like, honey, we just ate. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, also title your sex tape. <laughs> oh, no. No, I can uh, okay, up next is also the, could be the title of your sex tape. The phrase, yeah. don't waste it, Greg. Now, don't waste it, Greg. We actually get the most questions about this because uh, in episode 245, many years ago, uh, we did a nose of motherhood. And an anonymous person sent in this. We were in the hospital with my mother-in-law who only had a couple of days to live. In our last conversation with her, she told us she wanted us to add another child to our brood. And she wanted that child to be a girl. She then proceeded to tell us that in order to get a girl, my husband would need to save up his stuff for a few days before trying to conceive. Then she looked at my husband dead in the eye and said, so don't waste it, Greg. Ooh. She passed away four days later, and our next child was a boy. It's the uh, eye contact for me in that story. You know, like we're your talking deathbed. about a body on your fluid. Deathbed. Yeah, yeah. You're I'm gonna not, die. Oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about like dreams deferred. I don't want to talk about like uh, thing like dreams that I want to convey to the next generation. I want to talk to you about your semen, Greg, and I want you to make sure that it counts. Like someone asked me to tell that story again. And I, honestly, I couldn't remember it. I was like, I don't know. Oh, really? I just know one woman was lecturing a guy about his sperm. And that's pretty much it. And I use it now with friends who I know listen to the show when they're like worried about a, like, oh, I'm having to have this big meeting at work. And I was like, don't waste it, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I try to, which is, it's the same vibe yeah. as saving up your semen. I think so. I think so. Okay. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're also predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame, and it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code podcast at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down, big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcastpod. All right, picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps at my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chomp stick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chomp sticks come in 10 delicious bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone, or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. They're even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash popcast. Go to chomps.com slash popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. So the weather's getting warmer, and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. But y'all know how I value quality, and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am 
super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e.com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. Okay, up next, uh, the phrase ADHD survivor. So I use this a lot. This was actually my first tagline on my blog that I started in mm. 2008, jamiesrabbits.com. Yeah. And Jamie's Rabbits was uh, because I chase a lot of rabbits because I have uh, ADHD. I thought the ADHD survivor, it's mainly because, and this is, I'm not proud of this, but I was often very judgmental of people being cancer survivors. <laughs> Oh, I was like, why can't I survive something? Why can't I survive something? (laughs) And I'd be like, ADHD survivor? Gotcha. Now, here's the thing. I think the tides have turned and people who have ADHD are like, this is just as important as breast cancer. And I'm like, okay, well, calm down. Like, just a smidge. You're not losing an organ. I'm sorry. Did you you shame cancer survivors for being too uppity about cancer and then (laughs) re-shame them again just now? No, I I shamed them the first time. And then I shamed people who make ADHD equal to breast cancer. Gotcha. So so what you're referring to is, I guess it was this season of The Bachelor when all the contestants litigated culturally whether or not we're allowed to talk about someone else's ADHD diagnosis. And and the women said, how dare you speak of her ADHD? (laughs) Listen, y'all can talk about my ADHD. It's a real thing in my real life. I just, if you're looking, like if you saw a visual timeline of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, there was a season predicated on someone wielding a uh, dildo like an axe murderer. And then they followed that up with us really consciously talking about whether or not we should shame people for having, uh, being distractible. And I just think like that's a, that's a good summary of the, of the franchise right now. No, it's perfect. And by the way, I have since had skin cancer. So I am a cancer survivor. So wow. I can make fun of cancer survivors. Dream, won't he do it? <laughs> won't he do it? <laughs> um, okay. The, the next one is uh, It's Knox Ya Boy, Listen, uh, spelled this is, B-O-I. This, this, was, this was fun. This is a good one because I guess this was a couple years ago. Um, you know, at the end of every episode, I say, I'm Knox McCoy. I say it very eloquently. I pronounce my name like a normal person. I say, you can find me on the socials, blah, blah, blah. A, a group of people, a contingent of people thought I was saying, I'm Knox Shaboy. Like they thought <laughs> that's just like, I just nicknamed myself. So I've adapted that since. And I do like to refer to myself as Knox Shaboy now because of those people. I think somebody made you a needlepoint of a LaCroix and instead yeah. it said, ya boy. <laughs> We got yeah, that on a live show. It, it is. So I'm awesome. a LaCroix boy for sure. For sure. Um, okay. The next is the phrase, it's a delight. A lot of people commented with this because, and I, I did not realize that I say it as much as I do, but it's because, listen, I started calling something, it's a delight because in my personal life, I found that so many bloggers and influencers were constantly using the term, what? Obsessed. I'm oh. obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed. And I felt like obsessed was watered down because obsession mm 
feels like a burden. I mean, if you think about being really obsessed with something or someone, but delight feels like a privilege. Like it feels like a privilege. And so I, now I've overused it and I need to go back to, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, Yeah. Okay. You're course correcting a little bit. I think that's that's smart. That's wise. Um, uh, Next up. So the phrase coach Knox here, take a knee. A lot of people don't understand. What is that? What are you doing? What are you talking about? Um, And this is really, this is just a character I've created from all my experiences with coaches and Coach Taylor and Friday Night Lights, this is if you've ever played sports, um, when a coach really wants to tell you something, they don't want to scream it at you. They want you to take a knee. They want to talk thoughtfully to you. That's what they do. They, they, they tell you to take a knee, and then they give you some life advice that you'll think of like 30 years later as a really important moment. And I think even more, for me, like I, I played you know, sports most of my life, and um, coaches were always very colorful characters to me. And I think you can't play, uh, even casually, you can't really play sports without coming into contact like with a, with a, we'll call it a colorful coach character because I've, I've got two coaches, um, that I'll never forget because one, uh, I guess when I was in high school, I was high school aged, I'll say, um, he told me that he only booked hotels with mirrors on the ceilings <gasps> for him and his wife. And purity culture knocks. Private, private no, just a group of us. Oh, yeah. okay. It was like, Hey, so we're going to do base running. I want to do some soft toss. Um, I'll be gone next week. Got a hotel with a mirror on the ceiling. And now <laughs> <laughs> me using the whiteboard to be like, why would someone, I don't understand. What? Oh, what's, the, no. what's the purpose of that? And then uh, I had a coach who put together football highlights and he scored the song he chose to score to a song choice on a highlight tape. That's very important. Yeah. It's pivotal. Oh, it's huge. Okay. He, he chose ACDC's You Shook Me All Night Long. No. And you know, like, Jamie, honestly, it wasn't until like two or three years ago I was listening to that on a run and I was like, oh, this is about sex. This is <laughs> emphatically about sex. <laughs> what yeah. is up with your coaches? I mean, can we be honest, that feels like all male coaches in high schools everywhere. It, I mean, it kind of is. It you know, they is. mean well, but they're going to be a little weird every They're going to be then. a little weird. Yeah. Um, do sports people, can they, do they have to take a knee because there's nowhere to sit? Um, because I th- honestly, I, what I think it is, it is saying, Hey, you're not about to run sprints. You're not about to do a drill. Okay. You actually get to rest right now. Take a oh, knee. Okay. Take a knee. Yeah. Okay. That's what it's okay. Um, okay. One thing that was mentioned a lot for me that I was so surprised by was the term famously. Why were you surprised and by this? I was surprised by this. Cause I was like, what? I use it always appropriately. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But show frenemy, which is a phrase we don't even talk, but show Catherine is our show frenemy because yeah. She loves our show, supports our show, flew herself to volunteer at live shows when we first started. She has listened from the beginning. She's never missed an episode. Yeah. But she also is mean as a snake to us on Twitter about right. our episodes, and she's very uh, judgmental. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we call her show frenemy. She's earned that because she's equally loving us. Some of you call yourself a show frenemy when you're just a show enemy, and yeah. you know it, and I know it. But she commented that that was how she answered the poll, was the term famously. And she said, I think every time you say it, I'm the only one that knows what you're talking about. You, me and Knox are the only people who know. Okay. I got to be honest. I don't always know because uh, to me, and that's, that's on me because I don't know the difference between infamously and famously. I just, when you say famously, I feel like this is a famous person doing something kind of wild. That's, that's what I kind of mean. But like, yeah. they're not like Richard Gere famously had a gerbil up his butt. You allegedly. Know. Allegedly. No, actually, I finally looked this up on Snopes. And so for those who don't know, Richard Gere, <laughs> a press release went out that said, that the uh, Association for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals admonished Richard Gere because of him having a gerbil up his butt that had to be removed at Cedar sinai Now, that that was a prank. 
Okay. And Richard yeah. Gere has now said publicly that he knows that Sylvester Stallone did it. That he's the one that sent out the press release to all the news outlets. Incredible. Sylvester Stallone said, Richard even thinks I'm, Richard goes, Richard was given his walking papers on a film I was on. And to this day, he seriously dislikes me. He even thinks I'm the individual responsible for the gerbil rumor. Not true. Not true. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the most enduring myths that I feel like everyone, everyone kind of acknowledges is probably not real, but we also also think it's definitely real. Um, okay, let's go uh, next one, Over Under. This is one we've talked about a lot. Okay, there's a even uh, a side show that uh-huh. Jason and I do together called Over Under Achievers. Uh, this is a gambling term, um, and it sounds complicated, but it's very simple. Okay, I want to emphasize that. Okay, this is a very simple it's idea. It's not simple. That is misleading. It is, it is, it's so simple, it, it feels complicated but it's actually not. Okay, so here's here's an example, all right? So Jamie and I, we're heading to the Nashville area this week to meet with Christiana about PMG business stuff, okay? Yeah. Christiana asked me if I was bringing my own whiteboards or if she needed to find some, which number one, <laughs> that's how you know you hired the right person if they're asking you what the whiteboard situation is. So thank you for emphasizing that, Christiana. So the question is, will I be bringing over or under one and a half whiteboards on this trip? So it's it, all you're answering is the number. Is it more than one Maybe. and a half or under one right. and a half? Right. So when you enunciate, I do understand better. Okay. So, yeah. Talk slow uh, and enunciate. That's all it takes. That's right. So I will say over for sure. Over for sure. It's two. It's definitely two. It's and definitely and the re- two. some people might be like, why did you do a half number? That's not a real number. Well, it's because I want you to choose the one or the two. If you just give a whole number, it might be that number and then it gets complicated and weird. So you always do a half number and it makes it really interesting. I'll do another example here. Jamie, La La Crocodile is a movie that is opening this weekend. Okay, here's the slug line. The, when the Prim family moves to New York City, their young son Josh struggles to adapt to his new school and his friends. All that changes when he discovers Lyle, a singing crocodile, voiced by Sean Mendez, who loves baths, caviar, and great music, living in the attic of their new home. Will the Rotten Tomatoes score be over or under 59.5%? Now, again, oh. all you have to do, I know you know this, but for the listener at home who's like, I'm confused. There's a crocodile, Scoop McNary's in this. Sean Mendez, don't worry about that. You just say the word over or you say the word under. That's it. That's under, under. I think it's going to be under. Guys, this is a Pasek and Paul movie. Like, do are we, is that going to give us any, like, do they get any points bumping up? What are you I love the the musical shorthand that Aaron applies being like, this is a Pasek and Paul movie, meaning there's La La Land flavors. From the duo who created (laughs) Knox's favorite movie of all time, The Greatest Showman. It's a good movie. It's a really That's good movie. That's what I'm saying. Why so haven't like, we gotten a sequel? You know, like among other questions. Is this the sequel? The Sean Mendez uh, <laughs> of it all scares me. He is wearing yeah. a Florida Gator shirt in a car that's driving recklessly. I feel like that is a head nod to me. Thank you for including that in your film. I'm going to say over, actually. I'm going to say over. I think it's going to be no. a, a heartwarming tale. I'm going to say over, too. Oh, yeah. no. I'm sniffing okay. 68 and a half. That's what I smelled right oh, there. I Aaron, smelled what are you smelling? Not quite that big. Not quite no, that much. Oh, not quite oh, that much. Oh, okay. Thanks for shaming me. She's like me, a half a point out. Sorry. She's like a half a point out. This is a Pasek and Paul, but this, chill this, out, you idiot. This is prices <laughs> right. I'm trying to play it smart. <laughs> okay, the next the next phrase is front, bottom, shivers. Okay? I will not be uh, detailing this, so you protect your children. Yeah. Listen, my grandma, growing up, called your vahine your front bottom. Sure. And she did that for men and women. She'd be like, that's your front bottom. Yeah. But as someone who is still waiting for her mom to have the sex talk with her, <laughs> I told a friend at a sleepover that I had the front bottom shivers for Joey from my two dads. 
he's the Greg Evigan with the beard. Listen, and we talked about that in episode 290, which is our Spring Awakening episode, where I also talked about my uh, uh, affection for both John Bender and Andrew Clark in The Breakfast Club. Like, I couldn't decide, do I like the athlete or maybe the druggie? I like both. And so, and let me tell you, that has been true for my entire life. Like, I kind of like both. Hey, you know what? I got a kind of spicy take here. I think um, I think Paul Reiser aged better than uh, the guy who played Joey. Honestly. Oh no, for sure, hundred percent. Listen, I will tell you, people who were hot in the eighties and nineties, not hot anymore. No, it because didn't a lot work of them out. spent too much time in the sun and didn't wear any SPF, and then never discovered the value of a laser at a dermatologist's office. Okay, let's do let's follow up front bottom shivers with uh, weapons or fists. <laughs> Uh, and this is so this is, uh, from my red light in the episode number 435, the 2022 predictions episode. Summary, me and my mid-60s-year-old uh, yard guy got into a conflict because he's rude and disrespectful to Ashley. So the conversation escalated. And at like 11 p.m. the night before Christmas Eve, uh, he told me he's getting in my car to come to my house. So I got dressed and I asked him if we were just fighting with weapons or fists. Um, and I told that story so you can hear it in its totality. But I never spoke to him again. But I was I, honestly, that was one of those moments where I was like, You're, you might go to jail, but I'm not standing down. And I am going to like beat this guy's head in with a lacrosse stick. Like I'm, <gasps> it's going down. We're going to do that. So, wow. Yeah. I kind of wish that had happened. And then it could be yet another story from Appalachia where <laughs> Appalachian man went crazy. Man kills other man with used BB gun and lacrosse stick. <laughs> Okay, you also next. live in Appalachia, just for the record. Just like just to note that. Yep. Okay, up up next is underdeveloped prefrontal cortex. I use this a lot because I used to be a social worker. For those who didn't know, and we often talked about uh, clients. We'd be like, "Well, you know, their 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 brain's not finished. Their brain's not finished cooking." And that is because neuroscience has shown that the prefrontal cortex in the human brain does not reach its cognitive peak until age twenty five. Um, And it's significantly later than most of the rest of the brain, right? Now, the brain, this part of the brain is responsible for executive function. Mm. Um, So like planning, decision-making, short-term memory, moderating social choices, controlling certain aspects of speech. So 24-year-olds don't always make great choices because their brain has not finished developing. So So basically everyone on The Bachelor and the Bachelorette they're underdeveloped prefrontal cortex. That's right. That's exactly right. And now we're about to have maybe the youngest season ever of The Bachelor with contestants because he's only 26 and he's so young. He hasn't (laughs) lived a life. Thank you for nothing from The Bachelorette. But I just, it's, it's, uh, it's disturbing uh, that people try to make a 19. I had to say it yesterday. I was like, she's 19. Her brain's not even developed. Yeah. You shouldn't expect it to be developed. Um, There's a podcast that we both listen to and like that we won't name here, but they had on an expert that was like, uh, boys oh, yeah. should start school later, like a year oh, later gosh, than girls. So good. I was like, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, I because they that. were saying even boys develop even slower than yeah. girls. And then I listened to that same podcast, a new episode that said 70% of all valedictorians in America are girls. Yes. Because yeah. boys are behind. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Don't yeah, listen but, to other podcasts, though. But then that person was like, I can't be the guy who's like, help the boys, help the white boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was work. like, we can't, we can't do affirmative action for white boys. <laughs> no, no one's going to do that. We're not doing that here. So, in terms of under, underdeveloped prefrontal cortex, I do just want to say, who is someone like this right now? It's every Disney star that you've ever known. And no kidding, it is Sean Mendez because he's in a movie called La La Crocodile. Like, hey, Sean Mendez. to be like the, over 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's going to be See, I bet you thought Sean Mendez was over 25. He is not. He is not. He what? is a tiny baby 24 year old. And listen, here's the thing about Sean Mendez. 
he's made so many bad choices and you can just see them. And it's because he's being misled and he's like, you seem to be smart and I'm a dummy. And so, okay. And yeah. like, listen, I love him. He can make good music, but that is not a bright boy. He's not a bright boy. No, nah, he's been, he's needing stitches emotionally, but also like in the, in his real world. And he decisions. needs another year you know on that mean? brain. He needs another yeah. year on that brain. Um, okay, another term that we use that people don't understand. We use this actually last week, like repeatedly, repeatedly. Right. Uh, it's stay frosty. Okay, um, and this is this is one hundred percent. I took it from all the time I spent playing Call of Duty, which is a video game. Um, it's a video game. It's it's basically like you're fighting war stuff, and it always starts and like you're thrown out of a helicopter and like you can't like see straight or whatever, and then you got to fight with like someone who's your best friend, and then you find out your best friend is like the devil at the end. Of the, I'm spoiling all Call of Duty basically, um, but they say it a lot in, in Call of Duty, and it basically means to keep a cool head when things get weird. So okay. this is like don't don't be a prisoner of the moment, don't let the noise get to you, like just be steady, stay the course. Okay, see, I didn't know what it meant until right now. Thank you. For wow. Okay, so what was did it, you think? We're th- that's why you were. Like, I thought I it was well. This. I do context clues, which I yeah. would think most listeners would do, but I'm learning that maybe that's not the case. So I did context <laughs> clues, and I was like, oh, it's like stay on your toes. Yeah, like, I mean that's kind of right. That's kind of right. But like, I didn't know for sure. But yeah. you know, I dated a guy who, whenever he would get up from like the couch, like we were watching a movie, with, yeah. I would always go, "What you doing? Like, you need something?" And he'd be like, "Call of Duty." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't date for very long. He was pooping. He was pooping. Thank <laughs> you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Did you, <laughs> is this the guy whose mom proposed to you, or is this? No, that was a different. Guy. <laughs> 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 Up next is prezies. Prezies. People really equate this with me, which, oh my gosh, thank you guys. I'm so proud. I want to thank my mom and who always bought me prezies when I did anything because she had to use positive reinforcements to get me to do anything because of the ADHD surviving. So I do believe that every task deserves a reward. It's a system that I've developed since I was a kid. I bought a house this summer. Now, the average person would think that the the prezi is the house. Mm -hmm. No, the prezi was when I finished closing, which was so hard, and I had to sign my name so many times, yep. I bought a new chair on Article. No, that's that exactly right, prezi. because the Prezi, this is, this, is, this is legal, okay? I'm not, this yeah. isn't my opinion, this is just how it is. A Prezi doesn't come with paperwork. If there's paperwork, it's not a Prezi. It's not a Prezi, sorry. No, and also, I believe, because I believe in a treat culture, but a big treat. Now, some of y'all are out here being like, oh, I had to go to the DMV, so I got myself a Reese's pumpkin. No, yeah. food is not a Prezi. Food is never a prezi. Prezi's are prezies. No, food is not a prezi. Why isn't food a prezi? Well, it's only a prezi if you eat grilled chicken out of a Ziploc. But for uh, the rest of us who okay. know that food is just to be enjoyed and uh, savored and, and like loved, sure. we, food is food is just life. It's like food the house. The house is just shelter. Food yeah. is just food. I'm not going to treat food as a reward because that's a bad that's a bad system. That's a okay. system that trainers on Instagram would try to tell me that I need to do. Get your get. Your, the people who on Instagram this week were like, guys, I'm going to start drinking Diet Coke again and don't be mad about it. What do you mean be mad about it? Why can't you what? drink Diet Coke? First of all, Diet Coke's disgusting. Like, that's Diet not Coke a treat. Diet Coke is disgusting. It's <laughs> the least best diet drink for sure. I, here's what I'll say. Diet Dr. Pepper. So you're telling me that uh, me going to Dairy Queen and getting a Reese's, Reese's Cup Blizzard and eating it in the uh, parking lot and listening to a podcast that I'm not even listening to just because I'm in my feelings, that's not a treat? No, that's not that's, a good thing? That's called sadness. 
That is called sadness. That is called sadness. And, I'll, and trainers, I'll start listening to you when you stop posting videos of you deadlifting. That's the most. That's the stupidest exercise. I'm sure it's helpful, but I don't want to see it. It looks like nothing to me. So, like you, what you is clean it up for? Your house. When do you deadlift in your life? When you do know, you have to deadlift? You, okay, you know who you know who deadlifted. You know who's like the most notable deadlifter? Freaking Peta in Hunger Games. He deadlifted a thing and threw uh, it, and they're like, "Oh crap! Watch out for this kid. He finger paints and deadlifts." Woo! What's a <laughs> like? This guy's like a, like a problem. It's ridiculous. It's preposterous. All right, this next one is uh, Muffum. Okay, we say this a lot. This yeah. is when like we either. Like we're talking about something and we're like, Aaron, muff them. We don't want her to listen. Or the three of us are talking about something and we're recording, but we don't want the audience to listen. So we say muff them and everybody honor code has to not listen to us. But this is from old school. Okay. There's a scene where Beanie, who's played by Double V, who's Vince Vaughn, just since we're explaining everything right now. That's Vince Vaughn. That's what that means. Um, He gets mad at Will Ferrell's character because Will Ferrell's character says the F word in front of Beanie's infant. Okay. And then Jason, you're going to have to bleep this. Okay. Uh, So uh, Beanie says... Frank, why you got to do it in front of the kid? Why with the effing? All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. Then you can say whatever you want. So that's that's why we say earmuff. That means we get to say whatever we want. And you you can't you can't acknowledge that you heard it. You can't like it's a it's like attorney client privilege, basically. That's right. So if you heard us say in a yeah. you got to muff them. You, yeah, can't, we, you didn't okay. hear that. Hey, uh, so I'll just say earmuffs. And then Jason, if you edit that back in front of that. <laughs> People will know, oh, snap, we just got time travel earmuffed. Boom. That's like, right. That's in your face. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Up next is Petpocalypse. This comes from a Flavortown series that we did because each time we try to share our own Flavortown opinions, my spicy take is that I think pets should disappear from the planet. Right. At, preferably all at one time because then it's yeah. like a fun news story. I only like pets on the internet, uh, the highlights of the pet world. Sure. Uh, I don't want your dog to jump on me. Uh, I don't want your cat to get its fur on me. Your house smells like cat. Yeah. Your furniture all has fur on it. I don't care how many Bissels you've bought or how many Dyson vacuum cleaners you have. Your house smells like poop. It smells like poop. I would I would be into, okay, sharks. We're going to explain sharks later. Um, uh, I've got an idea for a TV show called The Leftovers. And it's just like 10 pets are left. All the rest disappeared. And it's, uh, what's the guy? Jason, uh, Justin Thoreau, his shirt's off the whole show again. Oh. And it's just like 10, uh, five dogs, five cats. Okay, four dogs, four cats, two gerbils. Richard Gere, <gasps> shout out. And like, that's it. And we got to figure out what happened to all the pets. Nobody wants the, the gerbils. The cats are going to eat the gerbils. No. Yeah. Did I ever tell you guys, like, we got a gerbil? Or I don't know, honestly, I don't know if it's a guinea pig or a gerbil. I don't know what the difference is, to be honest with you. But are they, got they're one. the same. No, Sid like Greg got one. The Greg, when we were in Birmingham, Sid Greg got one. It was during the pandemic. We're like, what else, you know, what else could go wrong? Let's just get a, a, a guinea pig. And uh, she left the door open. That thing disappeared for like four weeks. Okay. <gasps> gone. We, we never found it. It was just gone. And then no, you made one, it sound like it came back. It did come back, Jamie. Oh. <laughs> one day before school, we were like, all right, let's get our backpacks. It staggers around the corner of the kitchen like <laughs> water. <laughs> Uh, okay, next up, uh, note for the audio. Uh, I say this a lot, um, and it's editor <laughs> mindset, and it's just when I, you know, we're recording, and I'm seeing you guys. You yeah. are seeing me. Like, I know exactly what's going on in the background. Yes. I know that a note I left, I don't know, three months ago is still on the whiteboard. <laughs> I know that because I you can see You know why? It. It's a reminder of how mad we are at you because you took the cardboard cut out of you That's that right. was in this office, and so we keep that on to keep our anger hot and piping. I, I, you, I, I wanted to take it because I feel like you were uh, you were being disrespectful. You were mad that I cut your legs off. I was. I was. You <laughs> amputated my legs, uh, cardboard wise. So I took it back. So cut now it's in my office. Take a knee. The other people take a knee. He doesn't need. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> 
he he kneels for nobody. Um, so but but that's like the 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 texture of the conversation. Well, you guys don't have that. Like the listeners don't have that. So I like to always if something's happening, if Jamie's distracted by someone coming to the door, which is often the case, I like to let people know, hey, that's also happening in addition to this conversation going on. If Aaron's coughing, if she's like stretching or if she's sad on the floor, I want people to know because I feel like that adds to the conversation, right? That's right. And if you're a physical therapist or a chiropractor in the greater Birmingham area, Erin could use some help. I'll just say, I came in the other day, she was reading, fully like laying down on the floor. She was reading like for work. And she was like, yeah. my back hurts. Her back has hurt since the day she was born. That's I true. I don't okay. I have a Theragun now. Listen, nobody has bought more into the physical therapy. Can we do a snake draft Amazon really quick? <laughs> I want to do a snake draft of therapeutic things Erin has done. I have the number one pick. Mine's the thing she used to run around in the parking lot with to try to inflate it. She also has that thing that's shaped like an S that has spikes on it that she rubs on her back. Okay. My next pick is the like stationary bike thing she used to pedal on. It would be like... That's right. She's going to fit while she worked. She also has the neck, the thing she she hung from the doorknob that yep. she could hang her neck on. To that's a good one. I don't like this. This is like an attack. We can actually keep going for 30 yeah. minutes. Can I draft the uh, the time where she was like, can we get an office that's just a nap room? Can we do that? <laughs> she begged for a couch for so many months. I still don't have a couch. <laughs> Article, where are you at? <laughs> okay, okay. We, and we also, we also if uh, that's the name of our newsletter. I don't know if people know yeah. that. We, don't, we haven't done a ton with our newsletter, but we're actually, I mentioned we're going to the Nashville area this week. Uh, part of like, we've got some future plans for the newsletter that people should pay attention to. So if you want to go ahead and get signed up for that, that's just go to knoxnewcom slash no for the audio, uh, get signed up and you'll, you won't miss out on anything. We're, uh, we're sending newsletter wise. Uh, I know that's right. Okay. Up next is NSFJM. So we used to take a lot more care in explaining if a green light was suitable for all viewers. And so NSFW, which is a common acronym, which means not suitable for work. Uh, I tweaked that to be NSFJM because uh, Jan my mom, so it's not suitable for Jamie's mom because Jan is a dainty, uh, frail, genteel woman who uh, cannot bear to hear cursing or see any base be rounded on her TV. Now, <laughs> we now treat our audience like adults who have access to the internet and can look up a sh- movie or TV show to decide if the content is for them. But every so often, we still do NSF, JM, NSF, KM for Jamie, yeah. your mom. Yeah, yeah it, it was helpful early on because um, I feel like Jody has a little bit of spicier taste. You know, yes, like I she can, she can do her a little bit, but she's, she just really, I think the language really irks her. She just feels like it's a failure of vocabulary. So if something has bad language, she's like, I just, I just don't know why they got to talk like that. I just don't know why they, no, have to my mom language. doesn't like language. Listen, I tried to get her SEC now. They still have cable, my parents, yeah. but I got them, I convinced them to get Wi Fi this year. So I was like, hey, why don't I? she loves watching college football? So I was like, let me get you the SEC network on her iPad. I was like, it's free. It's not. I was just going to pay for it. But, uh, she, I said to that to her this weekend, I was with them and she was like, oh no, I don't need SEC network anymore. And I go, why? She goes, cause now it'll always be on good channels. Oh, okay. Cause, that, cause she's an Alabama fan. And That's she's true. Like, oh, those will all be on regular channels. Or Once Saban retires, then we'll have to revisit this conversation. That's, that's but you're true. right. That's true. Mine did too. Mine, uh, they got all their TVs on YouTube TV. And then, uh, the first time <gasps> they used it, they couldn't find their game. No. So they just hooked all their Comcast stuff back up and they're like, forget it. I can't. <laughs> You, just, you could have called me. I could have walked you through. It's just a button, and then you click it in the end. Boomers are adorable. Um, okay, next up, this is uh, Chekhov's fill-in-the-blank. We say this a lot. We talk about this a lot. And uh, this is 
basically it comes from it's a it's a uh, a principle from drama okay that states that everything in a story should be necessary all aspects of a story should be economical and if it's not uh, pertinent to the story, it should be removed. So I think I think Chekhov literally said something like, "If you introduce a gun in Act One, the gun better go off in Act Three. I don't know if he's threatening like that, but he's like, "Don't introduce something in Act One that doesn't pay off in Act Three." So we say that in a lot of ways of like when a movie will show someone who is um, taking a pregnancy test uh, in Act One. In Act Three, that's probably going to come back into uh, to a matter into the story. And I think this is different from. We've talked about MacGuffins and red herrings before, um, but a Chekhov's principle is different from a red herring because a red herring is something in a story that just misleads you into thinking it's more important than it actually is. Okay, it's kind of like a distracting part. Um, And a MacGuffin is something that is necessary to the plot and the story and the motivation of the characters, but it's actually irrelevant in and of itself. Um, Think of like in the last of the Skywalkers or whatever the last Skywalker movie was, the map like the secret Luke map, that's a MacGuffin. Um, d- d- uh, Doug, remember Doug in the Hangover movies? Yes. That guy's a MacGuffin. He doesn't actually yeah. matter. Like he, he is pushing them in a direction, but he actually doesn't matter in the story. Okay, so let me ask you. Let me give you an example, and you tell me which of the things it is. So in the Great British Bake Off, they had in the cold open a loaf of bread. Right. Indicating that maybe there would be bread in the episode. Yeah. Which one is that? That's is a that red chef? herring because That's it was just herring. misery pies and misery cakes. <laughs> That's all they had. If you want to hear our Saucy Puds uh, recap, <laughs> we do it every week for Best Friends of the Show on Patreon. So, Okay, next up is Darkest Timeline. So we use this term a lot when we talk about somebody who has entered into a really kind of despair moment in their career, in their life. Uh, this actually... For me, the multiverse makes this make more sense. Mm. Like, if you understand the multiverse. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I do not understand the multiverse. I don't but either. it's it's like when your life was charmed and it goes wildly awry. So a perfect example of a celebrity that is currently in their darkest timeline is, of course, Army Hammer. Army mm. Hammer, who is 36 years old, he would be the go-to mid-30s actor. Because think about who his competition is. Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penn Badgley, Dave, mm-hmm. Fr- Dave Franco, Zac Efron. Maybe his only real competition is Robert Pattinson and Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Right? This And I looked at his IMDb, and it was like he got to play Hot Billy Graham. Yeah. And then he did The Social Network. And then he was the Disney prince in The Mirror Mirror with Lily Collins' eyebrows and Whoa. Julie Roberts' teeth. Forgot about and that. And then Call Me By Your Name. That's all the prestige. On the basis of sex, more prestige. And then he became a cannibal. Allegedly. And yeah. then it's like there is nothing waiting in the wings for Army Hammer's IMDb. Or he like got nothing. set up by Timothy Chalamet. We still don't know. We still don't know. Don't We're, gathering facts. Into this? We're just gathering facts. We're just gathering facts. I'm just asking yeah. questions right now. Let's do uh, We Don't Yuck Yums. Uh, that's something we said before. I, I alluded to it earlier. And this is just uh, this means we're not here to shame what you like, even though I feel like that's kind of the whole thing we do. I feel like that's the whole vibe. I feel like that's oh. entirely what we do. Full we stop. yuck yums all the, you yuck my yums, I yuck your yums, we who, yuck who, everything yum that Aaron has. Who do you think is the biggest <laughs> yum yucker? I think it's definitely you is the answer to that question. No, it's you <laughs> for sure. No, I will say Aaron doesn't yuck yums because she knows she can't because her yums are so pathetic. <laughs> that's right. That I is, want you to love what you love. That's yeah, an example sh- of yucking yums right there. That's passive aggressively <laughs> yucking yums. <laughs> I don't even think it was passive, <laughs> no, honestly. it was aggressive, no, aggressive. I'm not passive aggressive. I'm just aggressive. Aaron, what's your, yet? what's your yum that we shouldn't yet? 
Or no, um, rephrase. No, pick one. Yuck. Pick one of your yucks. Yeah, I was about were... to say y'all yuck everything that I love. Because you don't watch anything. <clears throat> you read every spoiler. You read about everything before you watch it. You don't watch it. Then you say you've seen it. And then when we ask you, you're like, I saw it. Save Again, I night. get it. I get the idea of it. So I don't think I need to waste my time watching it or experiencing it when I can just get it by osmosis. Let me let me do a spicy take because I feel like Aaron just reading the summary on Wikipedia and her refusing to finish series. She's actually just saving a lot of time. She's just very That's good right. at time management. I talked about That's this the other night. Last yeah. night at my pickleball tournament, I said, I don't, I've never watched the last episode of Parks and Rec or Mad Men or Friday Night Lights. Yeah. I, I think that honestly, is crazy. starting a statement with, I said this the other night at my pickleball tournament, yeah, comma. I was say, <laughs> the, the yum to the yuck is your pickleball tournament. No, That's pickleball is a freaking blast. It is the most fun I've had in forever. It's it's Jason and my's dream to live in the same place and become the bad boys of the pickleball circuit. Uh, and we're just waiting until we retire so that that can happen. So, yeah. Do the bad, boys still, wear, do the bad boys still wear collared shirts? Uh, yeah, they do while they play. <laughs> of course they do. You, you're kidding me? Cut off jeans? Or they jeans? go straight tank. They go straight yeah. tank. So pickleball is just tennis and if tennis and handball had a baby? Uh, no. Tennis and wiffle ball, probably. Yeah, racquetball? tennis, wiffle ball. Oh. There's a little bit of racquetball yeah. in there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great story. Okay. Up and <laughs> I will go on over underachievers and talk to you about pickleball. Not we'll You're talk about it later. Time. My you. favorite part was the uh, the logical point for a follow up from Jamie was met with disinterest and distaste. <laughs> per usual. No for okay. the audio. Up next. <laughs> no for the audio. Okay. Up next is the term beloved. So I will use beloved. Here are the rules for someone to become a beloved. For me, these are the rules. Number one, they have to imprint on you in a meaningful way. It could be an album that got you through a breakup or a film that changed your life or a comfort to you in a time of sorrow or chaos, okay? Second, they have to be kind. Like, if it's a person, you have to genuinely think, I don't know them in real life, but I think they're a kind person. And then third, a beloved has to be just a little weird, like a little weird. So the perfect example of my beloved is, of course, Drew Barrymore. She imprinted on me in E.T. because we're the exact same age than ever after a movie that I love because I had as a women's studies major in college have been like fairy tales are awful. They're the worst. And then I saw Ever After and I was like, oh, they can be good. Oh, this is nice. <laughs> and then she constantly features smaller creators and brands that are accessible to the average person. Her makeup line is great. It got it started in Walmart. I loved that. But she's a little weird. She does like to dance and squeal in the rain as if she's never experienced it. So I love that about her. So she is my beloved. Okay. I think that's like, good. Like Aaron's beloved is, of course, who? Zach Efron. Right. And see, Zach Efron, he imprinted on her in a weird, meaningful way in high school musical. He I think Zach Efron is a kind person in real life. Like he seems like he I think so too. Loves people well. And then of course we know he's a little weird because of the water thing. You know, he okay. discovered water, Jamie. He discovered water. <laughs> okay, can I guess in that? Uh also yeah. his jaw. His jaw's weird. It's weird. I don't need anybody to defend no, it. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. He almost died, Knox. You yeah, need no, to be broke respectful it. of he, that. He broke that it getting word? fillers in his jaw. Okay. Listen, I have a really good friend who's an ENT, and he was like, I don't want to burst your bubble, but this was, and I was like, I reject your reality and replace it with my own. Did he tell you that the pickleball tournament, or is that a different conversation? No, that's that different. That's, different. I have other friends that are not pickleball friends. And ENT is not going to be in a pickleball tournament. You don't know that. You know I shouldn't that. have said it was dangerous. a pickleball tournament. It was just a game. I don't know. I was like, I feel like I spoke too robustly about it. Jason, it was just cut a all this out. Emphasize the tournament. Emphasize <laughs> the competitive aspect. Add pickleball sounds to the audience. <laughs> there are no pickleball sounds. 
Oh, there are. Good job. Not with that attitude, they're not. A lot of heavy breathing. I'll tell you that. Old people play a pickleball. I did have um. chili before we played, and that was a mistake. <laughs> okay, let's do stealing lunch money. That's another term. Yes. That has come uh, up from time to time. And this basically just means. <laughs> <laughs> like how many different ways you've come up with saying each thing. Like you're like, this is something we say a lot. This you know is what? brought up. <laughs> That's called I was scrolling and not. And I had no idea yeah, where I was in the document. <laughs> I was like, Duke at you. Who's talking about when did we do that already? Uh, stealing lunch money. That's when like uh, an actor of a similar age appearance role uh potential out potentiality takes uh roles from another person so a good example of this is uh uh not to not to be too recency uh for aaron here miles teller i feel like stole zach Efron's money yes it's lunch money i okay? agree 100%. Uh, i think ryan gosling stole chris pine's lunch money channing, pa- channing tatum uh stole jake gyllenhaal's lunch money Ooh, nicole kidman yes. and kate winslet alternate stealing each other's lunch money like they'll go from like runs from time to time jessica chastain stole amy adams lunch money harrison ford stole tom Selleck's lunch money okay so it's basically just like you're taking up all the opportunities and all the roles from that other person yeah that's good okay up next is pikachu and dukachu now that whereas my grandma said from bottom i say pikachu and this Mm -hmm. comes from chelsea handler had a, a late night show on e called chelsea lately and from 2007 to 2014 and she would always call it uh, your Pikachu. And so really? that is where I took Yes. And that's where I took it from. And so, plus, I just like the idea that a child's uh, toy that it's chasing down in a park yeah. is also your uh, Vaheen. I that's like right. it. That's right. Yeah. It brings me a lot of joy. So, and Dukachu is, is just the ma- Now, Dukachu, I came up with. That's and it's right. just the male version of Pikachu. And that just, we talk. I mean, maybe you came up with it. Maybe I you were no like. I have no idea. I don't know that that's it true. It might have been you because you might have been like, so what's a dude's? And I was like, <laughs> Love it. That's innovation. That's yeah, that's improv, you. basically. Yeah, we're doing real work here. Uh, heavy T's and P's. This is uh, it's basically uh, this is us making fun of the gun lobby and all the politicians owned by the gun lobby. Every time a school would be shot up, and they would offer their thoughts and prayers while making more money on gun sales. Something that statistically happens after a school shooting. Um, we just thought it'd be funny to be like heavy T's and P's because they're they're so important. Um, they're so helpful in a, in a situation of chaos and calamity. So yeah, so if you say heavy T's and P's, it's an insincere thoughts and prayers. It's very condescending and sarcastic. Right, yeah, that's, that's what it's meant it. to be. Yeah. Uh, next is douche canoe. I use this. I, I, I guess I didn't like the term douchebag. And so I was like, what's worse than a douchebag? And I was like, douche canoe. And here's why. If you know anything about the Pikachu douching process, mm. a canoe is definitely worse than a bag. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> It doesn't tell me more, and I don't Aaron want to find out. got really grossed out because she does know a lot about the douching process. So. No, I, I would like to innovate that term and be like, what about like a douche cottage? Like, I feel like we can do some yes and, like some different uh, iterations of the canoe. No, it should be like a douche rocket. <laughs> so it always has to be a vehicle? Like a, like a douche no, steamboat? No, it just has to be. Well, a cottage is more stationary. I like something that moves because you got to move stuff around. Like your... a douche freight train. Like a, like yeah, a, like, a douche, uh, like a douche shuttle. Okay, okay. Like douche rocket shoes, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. We, we've douche, got something good there. Douche Carnival cruise ship. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up, Crackle South. Um, this is... I, <laughs> it's still always funny. I, I don't know when we talked about this, but I was making fun of all the streamers, and I think I thought it would be funny if I just said that there was a streamer yeah. that was called Crackle South and never explained that there was not a streamer called Crackle South, but that there's so many streamers 
that we wouldn't know if that was the case or not. So this is really just like, it's kind of an example of a streamer that's obscure or moving into obscurity. Um, weirdly, Crackle, I don't know if you checked on Crackle in their stock, but they're doing great. They're, Crackle uh, is doing okay. Do you know who they're owned by? Like they don't exist under themselves. And they're not exist. They don't uh, are uh, owned by a studio. They belong to Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, which is a publicly traded Stop company. It. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dusty in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Iwear.com, code POP. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. So we did actually have three terms that pertain to Aaron that I feel like it would only be fair to hear from Aaron. That people on. kept mentioning. They wanted yeah, to talk about it. People repeatedly yeah. mentioned in the feedback. So Aaron, first up, uh, they mentioned your cough, Aaron's cough. So care to comment on that? Yeah, I just, ha- I'm a very phlegmy person. And oh, that's a yum to yuck. There yeah. it is. I knew we'd find I one. just, I have a lot of fluids inside yeah. of me. And so. Tyler, your sex tape. Boom. Constantly <laughs> trying to expel them. <laughs> Wait, do you have allergies? 
probably, yeah. Oh, more so than she's likely. not going to a doctor again. Is that well, what I don't about? think it's really that big of a deal, honestly. Yeah. What are you going mean, to give him some You don't think it's a big okay, deal that you're constantly coughing? I think people like it. That's the take right there. <laughs> People like the texture. It makes them it makes yeah, them feel like, normal. It, yeah, you know? it's just like oh, she's she's she she has TB. She she's feels relatable. She's I probably would would be dead by from tuberculosis if I had been born in a different time. Yeah, oh, for sure. I yeah. think all three of us would not do well. I've got probably. I get migraines and I have bad vision and bad teeth, so I wasn't making it past like twelve <laughs> on the Oregon Trail. You know what I mean? Uh, okay, Aaron's ankle. What's the deal with Aaron's ankle? <laughs> Aaron has tiny ankles. I have very thin ankles, very Heather McMahon adjacent. Um, I've always had weak ankles. I feel like when I run, I have to run with a low center of gravity because if I don't, my ankles might separate from the rest of my Wait, how leg. How do you make your center of gravity lower than it Crush actually down. is? Like, I just, I don't pick up my feet, like, pretty high. Like, oh, there's no shuffle. high step. Shuffle. shuffle run? Yeah, I would. I would not. I mean, I don't run often. How does yeah. that impact your cool pickleball? <laughs> well, I go all out for pickleball. Athletic so. stance, pickleball stance. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready to tear an ACL yeah. for for pickleball. Oh She's wow! Well, she is. Here's the other thing. She's very competitive. So I think it's impressive that you've overcome your weak ankles. That's right. I I I just I. I'm I'm all and I fall a lot. She so. falls a lot, you guys. Yeah. If you come sure. see us live show, you'll very much likely see her fall coming onto stage. That's Maybe. true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so. last one, Aaron. Uh, romping on my ding dong. A lot of people are like, "What's what's up with romping on my ding dong?" Yeah. So this is a phrase that uh, my husband Ben and his friends in high school used to say when they didn't want to say like "get off my D" mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or "quit." What does D stand for? You know, you can it say it, and Jason for. will bleep it probably. Jason. You have to promise. This is when you say, like, get off my d-. Ew, don't. Jason, no. like, missed the, missed the <laughs> Don't you do it. My mother listens to this. Don't do it. Don't so it's just, it's a, I think it's a more colorful way to say that. I do love it. It's one of my favorite I think favorite it's great. Things. I think it's yeah. really, really good. No, I love it. Um, okay, Jamie, let's do some rapid fire. We got a lot of rapid fire. We're uh, going terms. fast. We're going fast. Uh, Jace, this is just an obnoxious way to say adjacent. I shorten words. I think it's funny, but it's actually obnoxious, <laughs> and I know that. Uh, boner. This is a term that Knox uses. I think of the name. Anytime he says it, I think of the neighbor on growing pains. But mm. when he just he likes to call the listeners boners. Yeah. If they do things that he feels are uh, insufficient as yes. an Enneagram five. So yes. Boner to bone RIP. May he rest in peace. Cannibalize. Uh, this is what happens when we have content planned for one area. But Jamie wants to talk about it in a different area. And I say, hey, don't do that. We're going to hear it. And she still talks about it. That's called cannibalize. <laughs> okay, next is free time flex. I do not have children, ergo. It's not that I have more or less free time than a parent. It's that no one else has input on my free time but yeah. me. That's right. Jamie will say, I just transcribed uh, the all seasons of growing pains just just to have. And that's a free time flex. That's an example. No, it is for sure. Uh, then hijinks ensue. Um, this is a way I think both of us describe books or movies or TV shows. And this is just a great way to describe like the escalating action of a story. Uh, so you get a main character, you get a premise, and we say hijinks ensue. That just means like we're not going to spoil the rest of it. You got to read this story to find out what happens. That's right. Up next is 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 that an at? So Aaron and I, Aaron and I added plants to the office, and Knox tried to yuck our yum and yeah. said, "Y'all can't keep plants alive, and you're gonna have bugs." And we were like, "No," and we did, and we tried to keep the bugs from him, and we didn't want him to see them. But then we would have to swat at them, and then note for the audio, you'd be like, "They just swatted at uh, yeah. Nats," and then we got rid of the plants, and yet. 
we still have that. And I think yeah. it's because of Aaron's filing cabinet, because also Aaron's a hoarder. Aaron is a hoarder. Confirmed. <laughs> I don't have food in my filing cabinet, though. I don't know what's in there, though. No, like, you, just you have might memories. be like, I don't have food, but like your memories are very. Memories you can know. have fungus, too. You know, that's for true. Nets. I don't yeah. have a very good memory. That's true. Uh, raw dog. This is a term. Uh, I think. <laughs> so I, I think uh, technically this. this is about not using um, uh, protection during reproduction. But for me, it's just about throwing caution to the wind. And I've gotten some feedbacks and, and some uh, people have been like, hey, I use this to mix company and I didn't realize what this meant and I got weird looks. <laughs> and what I would say is my advice when using any of these terms that you learn on our show is um, don't wait for the reaction. Okay, people are not going to appreciate no. what you say and like your uh, ingeniousness. Okay, next time you use the term raw dog in your Bible study, you make strong eye contact with every <laughs> single person. <laughs> You stare them down, make them look away. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Listen, confidence is half the battle. Confidence right. is half the battle. Okay. Up next is it's a no for me dog. And Knox started using this. Uh, it's it's finally when we just were out on something. We're like, we're not going to do that. Or yeah. we hear a premise and we're like, we're not. it's not for us. And it comes from Randy Jackson <laughs> on American Idol. That's how he would politely decline a, connect, a contestant. He'd be like, it's like very, you know, I mean, it just made it very cottagey. He was like, it's a no for me dog. Very easy breezy but he hated yeah. you but uh, yeah exactly <laughs> uh vestigial uh this is something that mattered or was important long ago but no longer is examples of this like wisdom teeth we needed those before we got civilization but now that we got it we're soft and we eat like sugar <laughs> so we don't need wisdom teeth there's something called the palmar grasp reflex have you ever heard of this no what is that it's like little little baby infants they grip your finger like if you put your finger like they'll grip it and yeah. this comes back to when we lived in the trees and our mothers would carry us and we'd have to hold on to their fur to like stay attached to them. So this that's isn't about my baby loving me? I mean, no, it's not. No, it's definitely right. not. Okay. 100% okay. not. Okay, yeah. great. Okay, next is anything about horses. So people were like, a lot of horse mentions. Right. So what happened is we, it's kind of both shows. We have the podcast and then we have the Bible binge. We did talk a lot about are there horses in the Bible? A lot mm -hmm. of debate. We actually bring it up many times. Every time Aaron is like, I keep telling you there are horses in the Bible. Please stop Allegedly. asking the same question. Can't confirm that. Yeah. And then, of course, I, I wish I could remember which episode it is, but Pickles, the no-legged horse. Right. And Knox has worked on a children's book for right. Pickles, the no-legged horse. Yeah. Because I, one day we talked about a horse. I randomly chased a rabbit and was like, hey, what if a horse had no legs? And Aaron started Googling images of horses mm -hmm. with no legs. And yeah. I was fascinated. And we asked her not to, but she kept Googling it. <laughs> and she's done it right now. It's both artists. <laughs> We'll put a, if you're on Instagram, we'll include the picture that she's just made big. And it's photoshopped, but that horse has no legs, but yet it's standing. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't know if you guys have gotten into AI art generators. Any, anything we do for the over underachievers, I just put it in the AI art generator. Yeah. Um, and that's the, the picture for the post that we use. Oh. Oh, but okay. I feel like AI could have a field day with horse le or legless horses. You know, I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. I did not know that, that that's how y'all were making art for the show, for yeah. the episodes. And I was very concerned about who your graphic designer was. Oh, I know. I know. Well, I was, I was like, like number one, them? are you paying them? I don't want Jamie to think we're going to get sued because she's going to get stressed <laughs> out and she's going to want to build out the calendar through 2025 because that's how she responds to stress. <laughs> that is exactly right. <laughs> I'm like, we don't have an episode planned for 2024 in February. Listen, we need to do but it. But just as an update, my lit agent in regards to Pickles, the yeah. legless horse, hasn't responded to it. Hasn't responded oh. to it. <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you were, they were going to start shopping it. She's just not. And I'm like, hey, heads up. Any any word on this? And just no email. Just, just no, no email. Okay, she ignores it. Great, we'll great, get there. great. We'll get there. Uh, I'll follow up on that. Uh, sack tap. 
this is again we talked about this a few episodes ago this is how some males communicate brotherly affection you just take the back of your hand and you smack the clothed testicle sack of an unassuming bro not with enough force to do damage but with enough force to communicate that you're thinking about them and hope they're doing okay. <laughs> so just guys being dudes. the back of your hand. What if it's the front of your hand? That's too aggressive. That's, that's you, too now, much. now you're cupping, and that's a whole different conversation. Okay, that's different. You See, that's the back. helpful to know. Okay, you can't cup helpful. with the back of your hand. You can only, like, strike and be friends with the back of your hand. Okay, that's good to know. Okay, Smooch, Mary Kill. Obviously, we have a whole series called Smooch, Mary Kill. We do it on Fridays on our Instagram. Uh, it's a variation of, of course, F. Mary kill mm-hmm. um, keeping the K was probably also an error. I'll be honest with you because we uh, Instagram does not like it when we reference kills. Um, we get uh, killed in the algorithm. Uh, but Hello. I did see, I did see best variation on Reddit. There was a post about like, Hey, what's another way to say this? And I will present to you my favorite one, okay. which was lick fondle slap. Ooh, don't love any of them. <laughs> That is rough. The fondle word is supposed to be the chill, but it doesn't feel chill. <laughs> it is not chill. You know what I mean? Especially as an like Apple it. executive, rough. Uh, banana. This is just the more fun way to say banana. Uh, uh, I think this is from one of our flavor time episodes. I said this is just this is just a funnier way to no, say. And I say banana. banana. Yeah, like, just it's it's quicker, yeah. it's more efficient, it's fun. Like what's not to love? What's not to love? And then inside baseball, true story. I did not know what this meant. And then uh, context clues informed me that this was about minutia of a thing that only is interesting to experts or super fans. That's right. Yes. And I was like, oh, inside baseball must be the part about the balls and the bases. I, I don't know if this came from, uh, I used to watch This Week in Baseball where they go like deep dive uh, yeah. on, I don't know what channel, but then Peter Gammons. I think it came from Peter Gammons, who was a, the ultimate insider of baseball. Oh, okay. He would talk about all this stuff. Um, machete. This is just a cooler <laughs> and more proper way to say the word that some people call machete. Um, I think for me, like some words are words and you just have to say them how they're phonetically constructed. But every now and then you get a word that's not just a word, like it's an opportunity for you to like freelance a little bit, like Barcelona instead of Barcelona. So like machete is like that. Don't say machete, just say like machete. So Barcelona is not, we're not making fun of people who say Barcelona. Absolutely not. We're not, look, if you know anything about us, we're not about the microaggressions. We're about no. the major aggressions. Yeah, okay? we're coming if for we're being rude, frontal. we're going to do rudeness to your face. Okay, that's, right. that's what that's about. Ask Aaron. She knows. <laughs> right. Um, and then we'll wrap up here on like a double here. This is uh, Hey Sharks. We alluded to it. But uh, man, like even before the pandemic, I feel like we both watched Shark Tank a lot. Oh, love Shark Tank. Yeah. I know during the pandemic, that's kind of what got me through the pandemic because I just crush seasons of Shark Tank. And that's so if you don't know, that's a show where entrepreneurs go on and they pitch their business idea to billionaires like Mark Cuban. And it always starts with, hey, sharks, my idea for blah, blah, blah. And they tell them their stupid business idea. Um, So whenever we have a terrible idea, that's what we start with. And that led to us formulating Shark Tank, um, Shark Taint. These are two episodes ideas that no one will let me do, but I will endure and I will eventually get those on the air and we'll just see what happens. It was so sweet that you said we, because this is always you. You're always the one with the bad ideas and you're always like, hey, sharks. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I'm the one with all the bad (laughs) ideas. When you come up no. with terrible ideas, I'm not as creative on the fly, and you're always sure. really creative of like, hey, What Mark. I'm hearing is I'm not as good as making up bad ideas as you are, so this is always your thing that That's you right. do. That's right. That's so exactly you. right. That's what and I it, meant. It also, uh, we say, and for those reasons, I'm out. It's another way to say, that's no for me, dog, like Randy Jackson. When a shark wants to like uh, gently demure from supporting an entrepreneur's idea, they'll say something like, I'm already in this space. 
I hate your attitude. Your logo sucks. And for those reasons, I am out. That's the yep. reasoning why they're not going to support Lori you. does that a lot. She's yes. often like A, B, and C. And for those yes. reasons, I'm out. Yep. Like when Jamie will do her green lights and she'll start with, this is a documentary about a toddler who was murdered alongside a group of puppies. <laughs> I'll say, and for those reasons, I am out, but Listen, I do wish you luck. that taught me a lot about love. That taught me a lot about love. Of course. Of course. It taught all of us, Jamie. Um, okay. Well, that's our conversation on language and vocabulary and Urban Dictionary with the podcast. Uh, if you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Noxandjamie.com slash 474. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right. What is your red light this week? Okay. I have two. So not rapid because I want to I want to explain them. Okay. The first okay. is red light to you, all the haters who said Tom Hanks is the best actor of the generation. Well, even Tom Hanks doesn't agree with you because he's doing press right now because he wrote his first fiction novel. How you feel about that? How you feel about that? Uh, it's called The Making of Another Major Motion Picture Masterpiece. It comes out in May. It's about the movie business. It's about a colossal, star-studded superhero action film and the humble comic book that inspired it. Um, and he said in an interview with people, he said, I, quote, I've made a ton of movies and four of them are pretty good, I think. And I, and listen, he has starred, starred, not been an extra in or been a supporting character. He has starred in 56 movies. And he says that four of them are pretty good. I would like to tell you what they are. Okay. They are Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Castaway. Okay. Apollo 13. Okay. Big. Oh, I might quibble with big and and try to sub in burbs. Uh, the Burbs are really like the Burbs. How dare you? That movie yeah. is so bad. You would not pick The Burbs. I love The okay, Burbs. Okay, listen, I, just quickly, can I name all his horse movies? Bonfire yeah, of Vanities, Da Vinci Movies, The Circle, Pinocchio, Larry Crown, Extremely Loud, Lady Killers, The Burbs, Bachelor Party, Nothing in Common, Dragnet, The Man with One Red Shoe, Polar Express, Volunteers, Punchline, Cloud Atlas, Hologram for the King. Guys, he's made some real stinkers. He really has. Like, you know? Don't pretend it. And I like that he acknowledged it. So I might be back on team Tom Hanks because he acknowledged how bad an actor he is. You know what I think the smart move was? He was like, I'm just going to be paternal and fatherly. Yes. Um, whereas Tom Cruise is like, are, are you trying to like get me to want to be with you? Like, uh, am I trying am oh, I no, to be attracted Tom, to you? Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks wants to have you touch me. Like, it's unclear. So it's like, it's like yeah. a weird, like the special divide. But with Tom Hanks, he's like, forget I had a kid named Chet Hanks. Uh, Chet Hayes and like he does weird stuff <laughs> and he does a reggae accent I don't know just like just remember I did four good movies like that's well, all you need to know my other red light is Helen Keller I just want to bring her back up because in okay. our episode where I recommended the Kim Burns documentary US on the Holocaust which is excellent by the way we learned because Knox talked about her being a communist yeah and then a, we also, a super communist yeah right. super soldier so right now red light to Helen Keller because she's going viral on TikTok because TikTok is trying to convince everybody that uh, she's not real that Helen Keller never existed. Oh. So that's the first problem. Okay. Don't get your education from TikTok. You guys, even your skincare, <laughs> don't get your skincare education from TikTok. But the second thing is my family and I were talking and we were talking about Helen Keller. And I was like, did y'all know that she was a communist? My dad and my brother got really upset that I was even suggesting that she was a communist. And I was like, no, I watched it on a documentary. And they're like, oh yeah, what liberal documentary were you watching? And I was like, <laughs> I was watching Kim Burns. Let me tell you, they turned into two little cats with a little bit of nip because those freaking Air Force veteran and active freaking love Kim Burns. Like, and he respects like, military and loves baseball. So he is above the, Oh, they're all in. And they were like, what, what channel is that on? What channel is that on? It's on PBS. And then my mom was like, was she a bad communist? And I was like, what does that mean? Yeah, like, reference. Know. And she was like, well, t- what happened? And then I said, this is a quote. This is an interaction that I had with Jan. I said, well, I heard a recording of Helen Keller. She believed in eugenics and said that malformed idiot babies should be killed at birth for the betterment of humanity. Yeah. My mom, my mom looks at me and she goes, honey, I wish you wouldn't call them now. <laughs> Jan, I was quoting Helen. I Come don't on, call them that. 
Ah, anyway, I don't think she was fully convinced. She Because we have been misled in yeah. Alabama about how great Helen Keller was, and it does not appear that she was great at all. Yeah, read, don't read your history textbooks. Read the other history books, like stuff yeah. that teachers, like you didn't learn in school. Uh, that's the tough, that's that's the tough right. literature. Okay, what's your red light? I'm gonna, so I'm going to red light The Return of SNL. Um, we talked about it in The More You Know This Week. Yes. It was uneven. Oh. It, <laughs> I, I did think it was time to uh, move on with some cast members, um, but th- it was just uh, for the first one back. I feel like you got to come out hot and firing and good sketches and good content. There's a handful of good stuff. Um, you know, we alluded to it in the morning of this week, but uh, it was I was just like happy to have SNL back in my life, like the rhythm, you know, watching right. SNL. Yeah. And I was quickly really disappointed, even though they let off with the Manning cast sketch. I think it was clever in theory, but a little clunky. I don't know about the new members. I don't know about the ones left. Um, I don't like that Mikey Day uh, is also on uh, House of Dragon uh, as like the schemer guy. Looks no, just like him. You're not going to convince me they're different people. Um, <laughs> so that's my that's my red light this week. What is your green light this week? Okay, my green light this week are two comedy specials. I love stand up. I green light it a lot, but I try to only green light the things that really make me laugh out loud. And I, because I watch so much stand up, it's hard really to get me to laugh out loud. And first is Nick Crawl. Listen, I was not ready for his first Netflix special. It's a little big boy. It is so funny. He made me laugh so many times because he does so many impressions. Obviously, he is known for that in his own TV shows that he has made and created. He does a lot of impressions of normals. His own mother maybe the thing that made me laugh the loudest. He, ta- he takes a lot of hits at birth order, which were really funny. He talks about karate. Talks about pooping his pants as both a child and an adult. It was so funny. Great hair. On- Great hair in his promo good, stuff, too. So, he looks wow. so good, but he just does not let up on his own self-deprecation, which I really love in a comic. So, And then the second one is a brand new that comes out this week. It is Hassan Minhaj. He has a brand new special called The King's Jester. Now, his Homecoming King special was one of my favorites of all time on Netflix. And you can still watch it. I actually rewatched it before I watched this. I actually would suggest that they are, uh, they're a really great pairing because he talks about things in the home, in Homecoming King that he then follows up on in The King's Jester. Here's why I loved it. I don't know that they're, him and Mike Birbiglia might be the best storytellers as terms of uh, stand-ups because I always think that both of them are creating theater productions. Like they're creating not just one-offs or I'm going to tell you a quick story. They're like building on the things they're saying at the front of the special. And he does a great job of talking about marriage, about fatherhood, about Patriot Act and it getting canceled and what he learned about satire versus sincerity. It's really, really good. So those are the two that I recommend. They're both on Netflix. So Okay, that's great. Uh, my green light this week, I've actually got rapid green lights. Let's I want to do go! rapid red lights. I want to counterbalance it, talk about just some awesome stuff here in the world. Uh, first, um, I think my, my uh, enduring take that none of the food on the Great British Bake Off is actually edible. That that is uh, holding serve here because this week had a s'more Gestapo sh- showstopper <laughs> that should go on trial for crimes against humanity. Uh, we, again, we talk about it in the morning of this week. Um, uh, green light to my Gmail spam folder. Just last week, it intercepted 13 emails from Herschel Walker asking me for money. I don't no know way. how. I don't know why. White guy in the South don't who likes football. Live in that state. I don't know if that's like that's all they need. But I, hey, Herschel, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Um, I gave myself permission this week to fall behind the House of the Dragon. It's like, hey, you don't you don't have to stay current on this. You don't have to watch this. 
you don't have to do this, okay? So I feel like a lot of freedom. How many have you missed? How many have you missed? This is the first one. This is the first one I hadn't watched on Sunday night. It's literally Monday. So you didn't watch the one that came out 24 hours ago. That's right. But normally, as soon as it airs, I'm in the HBO Max. I'm fighting off Fart Daddy so I can watch House of the Dragon. (laughs) Not anymore. I gave my, I'm I'm free. I feel the liberation. Um, I mentioned earlier, Ashley and I DNF'd Blonde because, wow. Of course you didn't. You want to talk about Chekhov's... Did you get to the fetus? No, Chekhov's fetus. That's about... <laughs> there was a, I was just like, hey, I'm just not in the place to watch an abortion, I guess, on Netflix. Can we get out of here? <laughs> uh, so we did. Also, I want to green light reporters who go to the side of a hurricane just to give us information about the hurricane. Thanks for doing this, guys. We don't need it, but thank you for your hustle. I don't, I don't, we trust Ooh, you I, if there's a hurricane. Listen, I think that they don't trust meteorologists. I think they don't. I know, I know people who lived in Central Florida who were planning events for later that week and were like, hey, guys, if you want to meet me on Thursday. And it's like, you're like, <laughs> no one's going to meet you on Thursday. What is wrong with you? Do you see this hurricane? I'm telling you, people do not perceive, especially when you experience, as someone who lives in Tornado Alley, you just assume that it's <laughs> not going to hit you. This Tornado (laughs) Alley vanity moment is brought to you by (laughs) the Weather Channel. I'm moving out of Tornado Alley, and it's very sad for me that I'm losing that identity. But it it doesn't hit your house so many times that you get like, kind of lazy about it you can be and so i think that you need those meteorologists you need jim cantori getting hit by a tree because you're like well i did look pretty bad i should be aware when i just felt bad for big jim cantori because i was like hey this is like the 14th time i've seen you about to drown or get blown away I'll take your word for it, man. I will take. I will say, uh, in in having left Birmingham, I my tornado fear has subsided yeah, because it was course. at least four yeah. times a year. Yeah. Um, let's see the the company Beyond Meat, uh, the COO oh. after an Arkansas game, bit the tried to bit the bite the nose off somebody <gasps> because uh, he was mad at how that's the game meat. went. That, I mean, meat. that is meat, and I'm not greenlighting that, but I'm saying that's passion. That's how, when people are like, does it, does it mean more in the SEC? That's how you know it means more. Season 43 of Survivor, it's going great so far. It's a really good season. Oh, yeah, you're writing about it in your newsletter, right? A little bit. This is kind of a spoiler, but if you've seen the episode, you know, they voted off the hot woman, like the really hot woman, and no one would say it's because she's hot, and they don't trust themselves around her. They were just like, she's in sales. And that's like, that's sales. We can't, we can't allow that. We can have a salesperson here. There's also this guy, he's like a dirtbag, Matthew McConaughey. And I'm 99% sure that he's problematic in real life. But just for now, he's fun to watch. He's fun to watch. I don't know about his tweets or like how he's racist in real life. Probably he's just fun to watch right now. And then lastly, um, watching Texas A&M and Auburn disaster spiral has been very entertaining and profitable. I'm not, I'm not happy that those fans are sad and that they're, they're going through it. But they, Texas A&M and Auburn fans give good lamentation, and that's fun to watch. It is fun to watch. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I saw a fight in the stands of the Ole Miss game, and I that's was like, right. why are you fighting? You're winning. You those won are, the game. Those are Sigma Chi guys. I don't oh, even know that they knew what the score was, Sigma but they were just fighting. Chi. Yeah. Sigma Chi. But uh, for the proper green lights, uh, I'll go fast here. Uh, first is an album by Tyler Childers, Can I Take My Hounds to Heaven? I think I've discovered Tyler Childers in the last year, year and a half. And I'm obsessed with him and his music. I love him. This album is, uh, it's like a triple album. It's kind of gospel infused, bluegrass. It's wonderful. I I listened to it as I sat in traffic this weekend. And then uh, Reservation Dogs on uh, Hulu, season two. Oh my gosh. I don't want to give anything away just because from what I understand, not a lot of people watch the first season, but this is from Sterling Harjo and Taika Waititi. Uh, The first season really was. And and when I say like it's from Taika Waititi, he 
is a little involved, but this is really Sterling Harjo. So he's not really making it as much as he's using his name to help Sterling Harjo make the show. And I think that's important because sometimes people get uh, absorbed into bigger names and they don't get the appropriate credit. Um, but this is just, it's the story of uh, some Native American uh, teenage misfits getting into hijinks. And it's just done with the most um, clever, reserved, um, heartfelt creativity that's also super, super funny. Um, and so if you're looking funny. for some lighthearted, not overly um, dramatic, hour-long stuff, this is the perfect show for you. You will absolutely adore this TV show. Somebody told me, uh, somebody on Twitter asked and said, I didn't know that it was a comedy. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, you guys. Now there are, like, there's some really beautiful point, poignant, sure. yeah. poignant, poignant, yeah. you got it. poignant moments that are sad, but it is so funny. Like, yeah, so yeah. I don't. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like laugh track to be a comedy, right. and that's yeah. this is a perfect example of that. Um, okay, well that's gonna do it for this episode of the podcast. And before you go, remember anytime you do shopping on Amazon, make sure to Amazon.com/slash/shop/slash/the podcast first. You purchase off our link. Our favorite item purchased using that link this week was Jamie. This is just Vicks Vapor Rub. Listen, good for you. This has fifteen thousand global ratings, four point seven stars. My favorite two questions that came because listen, there was a lot of chaos in the one star reviews because people were very upset that they could not smell the lavender scent in the specific type of Vicks Vapor Rub. I don't know why you're looking for a good smell with Vicks Vapor Rub, because that means it's not working. You want the gross smell. So yeah. a lot of one stars for like, this smells bad. That's what it's supposed to do. That's how it clears your sinuses. But is Vicks uh, still in a cream somewhere? That was question number one. Mm. And uh, HME uh, Gasolison said, this is it. This is the cream. And then the question was, can I have items delivered at my door? And SB said, this is Amazon. That's all they do. <laughs> Literally all they do. <laughs> all right, you guys. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You can find me on the socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.